3: Good morning, demanding answers.
4: I lost my son. It could be you, it could be you.
3: Families of the victims killed in that tragic stampede at a concert in Houston, now speaking out as more lawsuits are filed.
5: There was not enough medical personnel, enough security personnel.
3: And the FBI joins the investigation. This morning, new details about what went wrong and the warning given to rapper Travis Scott by officials before he took the stage as the city's fire chief joins us for a live interview. Tears of joy emotional reunions from coast to coast as U.S. airports and borders reopen to vaccinated travelers from around the world, while the Biden administration pushes back against lawsuits and protests over strict new mandates for larger businesses. We'll have the very latest. Expanding the investigation, six more associates of former President Trump issued subpoenas by congress in the wake of the january 6th insurrection straight ahead the new questions lawmakers want answered splashdown overnight a dramatic return to earth for the four-person nasa spacex crew how they're feeling after spending 200 days in space uh, today tuesday november 9th 2021
2: from nbc news this is today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Cutby, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza.
3: Hey guys, welcome to today. So happy that you're joining us on a Tuesday morning. How Good.
1: nice was it to see those moments of oh, celebration? Yeah. Two years in the making, reunions between families and friends as the U.S. opens its borders again to vaccinated travelers.
3: racked that video. Always beautiful to see. Also, more hopeful signs in the nation's recovery, the rollout of vaccines for younger kids. And, and overnight, there's important news on booster shots for adults. We have it all covered just ahead.
1: Also happening today for the first time in decades, the plaza that surrounds the two of the unknown soldier, will be opening to the public. This is an honor typically reserved for presidents and dignitaries, and there's a special reason why Craig was in Washington. He'll have that story a little bit later.
3: But we do begin this morning with new details and questions surrounding that fatal stampede at the Astroworld concert in Houston. The FBI now getting involved in that investigation as we learn more about the victims. In a moment, we will speak to the chief of the Houston Fire Department. But first. NBC's Morgan Chesky standing by with the very latest. Hey, Morgan, good morning.
6: Hey, Hoda, good morning. And as the memorial for those eight victims grows, so does the scrutiny into figuring out how this even could have happened in the first place. Police are now calling this a criminal investigation, enlisting the help of both the narcotics and the homicide divisions to try and find some answers here as some concert goers fight to stay alive. This morning, every frame of Astro World Fest video painting a more disturbing picture of the deadly crowd surge and scrutiny on the response to the massive crowd. Houston police say more than 500 officers and 750 security guards were on site. Yet even with two reported emergency plans, it wasn't enough. This morning, every frame of Astro World Fest video painting a more disturbing picture of the deadly crowd surge. Somewhere in this crushing sea of fans, eight victims who lost their lives. One of them, 21-year-old Axel Acosta. The weight of the crowd literally suffocating him.
4: Axel died as a result of a phenomenon known as crowd rush.
6: His father, heartbroken. I lost my son. It could be you. It could be you. The family joining a growing number of lawsuits.
0: <laughs> tell my son, tell my son.
6: Houston police say more than 500 officers and 750 security guards were on site. Yet even with two reported emergency plans, it wasn't enough. What was happening
2: inside that crowd? Just a complete loss of control. I mean, like even I'm a big guy and I couldn't, I couldn't control where I was going.
6: While not accused of doing so Friday, Scott's no stranger to inciting crowds. In 2015, the rapper pled guilty to reckless conduct after allegedly encouraging fans to rush the stage in Chicago. And in 2017, similarly pled guilty to disorderly conduct after allegedly urging fans to jump barricades at an Arkansas concert. After Friday's tragedy, Scott said he was devastated, announcing he will cover all funeral costs and provide further aid. The Blunt family praying for all the help they can get. Nine-year-old Ezra was on his father Treston's shoulders, before falling into the crowd.
4: The crowd just starts going crazy and Tristan goes, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Now Ezra
6: is in a coma, his hopeful family by his side.
4: It's just a lot of things that could have prevented that. And it's it's really no excuse for it.
6: And we've learned this morning that Travis Scott will not be performing at this weekend's Day in Vegas event. The pop star saying that he is too distraught to play. He is also promising to fully refund anyone who bought a ticket to the Astroworld concert. And we're hearing from popular star Drake as well, who was set to perform that Friday night. He's saying that he is heartbroken for all the families and friends of those who lost their lives. Savannah?
1: Morgan, thank you very much. And joining us now is Houston's Fire Chief Samuel Pena. Chief Pena, good morning to you, sir.
4: Good morning, Savannah.
1: It's just been a few days, but do you have any better idea of what may have initiated, what have caused the crowd to start stampeding the stage?
4: Savannah, first of all, I'd like to uh, express our condolences to the families of the deceased, and certainly our prayers are with them, and and the injured that still remain in the hospital. So the investigation is still ongoing. It's uh, you know it's still in its infancy for sure, but uh, we're, we're getting uh, starting to get some picture of of what may have caused the uh, this incident? Um, it seems as though um, the crowd began to to try to push towards the front to get as close to the uh, stage as they could uh, when when Mr. Scott's set began. And what was happening is is the uh, barricades that were placed in to prevent that surge towards the stage in essence caused uh, other areas of pinch points. And, and as the crowd began to surge and push and compress towards towards the front, it was those people in the center that began to that began to get uh, crushed, and and the injuries started to begin. And we're still trying to determine what caused the uh, the crowd to begin that surge, but uh, certainly we're um, we're looking at everything. We're participating with the Houston Police Department, who's taking the lead on this investigation, and and. Uh, We owe it to the families, and certainly we we need to ensure that this does not happen again.
1: Your department and the Houston Police Department declared a mass casualty event at approximately 9.38, the first patient treated by your paramedics two minutes later. And yet the music reportedly continued until 10.15. Do you think someone should have called off the concert? Would that have helped uh, minimize the injuries here?
4: Well, look, um, there's certainly uh, a lot of questions to be uh, to be answered. There, we did declare a mass casualty uh, incident a little after nine thirty, and you know, I I, uh, I'm glad we were pre-positioned ahead of time, even though the plan did not recall or call for that uh, for that to happen. We had resources on scene monitoring the conversations. We had some units that uh, were were pre-deployed and some that were requested soon after the our incident commander there. WAS BEGINNING TO HEAR THE CHATTER AND THE uh, INCIDENT ESCALATE. SO WE WERE ABLE TO QUICKLY RESPOND AS SOON AS, as WE KNEW that the, THAT THE PRIVATE COMPANY THAT w- WAS PROVIDING THE, the MEDICAL COMPONENT Became overwhelmed. But
1: but let me ask Um, you because you had actually been quoted in the New York Times saying the one person who can really call for and get a tactical pause when something goes wrong is that performer. They have that bully pulpit and they have a responsibility. So let me be very blunt about it. Do you believe the performer, Travis Scott, should have called an end to the concert once he saw what was taking place in front of the stage?
4: Look, absolutely. Look, we all have a responsibility. Everybody in that uh, at that event has a responsibility, starting from the from the artist on down. And uh, certainly, as soon as uh, they became aware, and there was evidence that uh, that the crowd itself was trying to approach some of their private security, some of the security that was in that uh, it, 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 closer to that stage, <clears throat> that something was wrong. Um, at one point, we there was an ambulance that was trying to make its way through the crowd, um, and he's got. You know the artist has command of of that uh, of that crowd, uh, in my opinion, and this is my opinion right now because everything is going to be uh, uh, fleshed out throughout this investigation. But uh, certainly, um, a the artist, if, if he notices something that's going on, he can certainly pause that that uh, performance, turn on the lights, and say, "Hey, we're not going to continue until." Until this thing is resolved. that's one way to do it yes.
1: And just just a, one more point on this issue, do you have any evidence? do you have any reason to believe that the performer or anyone on stage initiated or encouraged this rushing of this stage? You know, we've obviously reported there have been a couple prior guilty pleas by Travis Scott with this kind of conduct. This is a separate night, a separate incident. Is there any evidence that you've collected that suggests in any way he initiated this?
4: No, not at this point. I'm not uh, prepared to say that. Um, I'm not prepared to say that he was fully aware of of the uh, what was going on. All I'm saying is that um, everybody at that event, from the artist on down to security and everybody that's, that's there to provide uh, uh, public safety, uh, including the crowds, right, in general, we all have a responsibility when we attend these venues to ensure each other's safety, and and um, and so everybody is 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 a uh, we're a community uh, at these events, and and all these are going to be all these answers uh, are are going to be provided hopefully as soon as the investigation is completed, right. but uh, we really need to take a critical look at at uh, everything that went on there because we cannot have this happen again here in the city or anywhere.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And, and eight people having lost their lives. Uh, the stakes couldn't be higher. Houston Fire Chief Samuel Pena, thank you for your time this morning, sir. Appreciate it.
4: Thank you. Y'all be safe.
3: Now to the latest on the fight against the pandemic. This morning, the nationwide push to vaccinate younger children is intensifying. We're also seeing those emotional reunions as U.S. borders are reopened to vaccinated travelers. for sore eyes. that. NBC national correspondent Miguel Almaguer has more. Hey, Miguel, good morning.
0: Hoda, good morning. The White House remains focused on vaccinations, including inoculating the young as the best defense against the pandemic. And it comes just as so many families are reuniting with the borders slowly reopening. This morning, joyful scenes at U.S. airports as families separated by the pandemic for almost two years reunite. The government reopening U.S. borders to 33 countries yesterday, including many in Europe. Adult travelers who had been blocked, now allowed to enter with proof of vaccination and testing. Many thrilled to see families again. But though America may be open from the outside, internal debate over COVID vaccinations rages on. The White House trying to fend off a legal challenge aimed at preventing the nation's most sweeping mandate. After a federal appeals panel blocked OSHA's requirement that businesses with 100 or more employees ensure workers are vaccinated or wear a mask and face weekly testing, the administration fired back, saying the rule saves lives.
7: The Department of Labor has a responsibility to keep workers safe and the legal authority to do so.
0: The mandate would impact roughly 85 million people or one in four Americans. The January 4th enforcement date now in limbo.
7: Relax your shoulders. It
0: comes amid a broad push to inoculate children 5 to 11. From New York to Los Angeles, many schools are now offering COVID vaccines on campus.
4: Nothing is more important than our children's health. It's up to us to keep them safe.
0: The first lady at a Virginia elementary school, hoping to encourage parents who were torn. It means that they're safer. Um, they're, um, we have um, elderly, elderly parents at our home and we want to make sure that they stay safe. This morning, the continuing push for vaccines as the federal mandate hangs in the balance.
3: And Miguel, there's also some, he- some headlines this morning talking about Pfizer looking at, at, at expanding who qualifies for booster shots. What can you tell us?
0: Well, Hoda, Pfizer is expected to seek authorization for its boosters for those 18 and above as early as this week, according to The Washington Post. Right now, only people 65 or older and those with underlying conditions and folks who work in high-risk settings qualify for one. This would mark a major milestone amid concerns of waning immunity as we head into those colder winter months. Hoda.
1: All right, Miguel Almaguer for us. Miguel, thanks. The, meantime, the Capitol insurrection back in the headlines. Craig here with more on the investigation. Hi. Hey,
8: Savannah, Hoda, good morning. morning. Good morning to you as well. The investigation into the January 6th siege taking a new step forward this morning with a House committee now issuing subpoenas to six more associates close to former President Trump. NBC's Chief White House Correspondent Peter Alexander has that story. <laughs>
2: This morning, the investigation into the January 6th insurrection is expanding. The House committee issuing subpoenas to six more associates of former President Trump who were involved in his efforts to overturn his 2020 election defeat. Chairman Benny Thompson, in a statement, says his committee is demanding documents and testimony from the campaign officials and others who participated in a war room ahead of the riot and discussed how to stop the certification of Joe Biden's victory. Among the questions investigators want answered, who the associates were talking to in the White House and in Congress, what connections they had with rallies that escalated into a riot, and who paid for it all.
9: I think the uh, subpoenas go to the heart of the conspiracy to uh, basically overturn the results of a free and fair election. I think it's that serious. The
2: lineup includes former President Trump's campaign manager Bill Stepien and senior advisor Jason Miller, who reportedly attended that war room meeting in an exclusive Washington hotel on January 5th, strategizing how to pressure Vice President Mike Pence not to certify the electoral results, as well as campaign aide Angela McCallum, who the committee says was part of the pressure campaign on state officials, leaving this voicemail last December for a Michigan state representative urging them to back alternate electors who would support Mr. Trump over Biden, who won the state.
3: We want to know when there is a resolution in the House to appoint electors for Trump, if the president can count on you to join in support.
2: Also subpoenaed former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn, conservative lawyer John Eastman, and Trump ally Bernard Carrick. NBC News has reached out to all six Trump associates for comment, but has not heard back. Mr. Trump has urged his former aides and allies not to cooperate and is fighting the inquiry in court. Also this morning, a California man wanted by the FBI for allegedly attacking Capitol Police officers during the insurrection says that he has fled to Europe and may now seek asylum in Belarus. Evan Newman, who gave an interview with Belarus State TV, was charged earlier this year with six crimes related to his alleged participation in the riot. He says he's the target of political persecution here in the U.S. Craig. Our Chief White House Correspondent,
8: Peter Alexander, for us this morning. Peter, thank you.
3: 17 minutes past
8: the hour. What do you say we say hey to this guy? Well, we got a beautiful
5: morning. Good hey this morning here in the (laughs) Northeast. And a good portion of the country going to be looking at warmer than average temperatures. Why? Big area of high pressure down through the Gulf, and that is pumping up warm air from the south. Look at these temperatures today. New York City, over the next few days, going to be in the mid-60s, mid-60s in D.C. In fact, low 70s today, upper 60s as you get into Indianapolis, temperatures anywhere from 5 to 15 degrees above average. And then as we move into the Great Lakes, look at this, Minneapolis. You're going to be in the 50s, Detroit in the mid-50s by Thursday, 64. 70s down in Nashville. Uh, temperatures again, anywhere 5 to 15 degrees above average. But here comes the cold Canadian air. Part of this front is going to be bringing in much cooler conditions. Omaha will be seeing uh, temperatures on Friday down 10 degrees below average, 50 in Wichita, 43 in Chicago, Minneapolis into the 30s. And then as we move into Saturday, That cold air continues to head to the east. Charlotte, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Memphis, all the way down to Atlanta, 5 to 10 degrees below average. But for today, mild for November here in the northeast. Sunny and mild down through Texas and some Sierra snow moving in. Big storm that's going to go coast to coast. We're going to look at that in the next half hour. And that's your latest weather.
1: Plus, what time do you go to bed every night? Well, we're going to take a closer look at a new revelation about the very specific hour your head should hit the pillow to lower your risk of heart disease.
7: visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 7.30 now, Tuesday morning,
1: a late night successful splashdown off the mm-hmm. coast of Florida. The four-person NASA SpaceX crew returning from a record mission aboard the International Space Station. And here's
8: the record. 199 wow. full days in orbit. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the longest ever by an entirely U.S. launched crew. 199 what days. What do you suppose <laughs> you want
1: to do? Like, the first thing? <laughs> right. Record. Go to Get Disneyland? Have a, have, yeah. a nice yeah. Meal, yeah. have a nice exactly. meal. Stretch out. Yeah,
8: So, welcome home. Welcome yeah. back to Earth. Yeah. You've missed nothing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here are the 7.30 headlines, and we'll begin with critical testimony in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. He's accused of killing two people and wounding another during a racial justice protest in Kenosha, Wisconsin last summer. Well, one of the men Rittenhouse shot took the witness stand yesterday. Gage Grosskreutz said he had gone to the protest to serve as a volunteer medic. He told jurors he confronted Rittenhouse with a gun after seeing him shoot another man.
2: I thought that
8: the defendant was an active shooter. I had to do something to try and prevent myself from being being killed or being shot.
1: Attorneys for Rittenhouse insist their client acted in self-defense, fearing the three men he shot were going to harm him. The 18-year-old could testify later this week. So if you
3: are hitting the road or catching a flight this Thanksgiving, you're not by yourself. AAA predicts more than 53 million Americans are going to travel for the holiday. That's up 13% from last year, bringing travel volume to near pre-pandemic levels. And experts say if you're holding out, you're waiting for a better price for a flight or a hotel. Forget about it. Prices are only going up as we inch closer to the holidays. Just
1: ahead, what does your bedtime have to do with the health of your heart? The
3: surprising new revelations unlocking the exact hour that you should fall asleep to lower your risk of heart disease. We'll have that coming up right after this.
1: Is it 7 Well,
3: Welcome back this morning on In Depth Today How Sleep Affects
8: Your Heart Health. Of course, the pandemic has disrupted the nightly habits of many Americans. Present company included. Uh, now, researchers are revealing one way to reduce your risk of heart disease, and it boils down to a very specific bedtime.
1: Really mm-hmm. specific. NBC's Carrie Sanders, jo- Sanders joins us with the story. Hi, Carrie, morning.
9: Good morning. I'm not in my bedroom, guys, here. This is okay. the Miami Sleep Life Center here, and every night, different oh, patients NBC. come in and they hook them up to these leads to determine and analyze how their sleeping patterns are. Well now, there is a new study that shows it's not only about getting eight hours of sleep, but when you go to sleep. And there is a relationship between when you go to sleep and heart disease. By now, we all know mom was right. Going to bed and getting a good night's sleep makes it so much easier to get through the day. But now, new research shows The exact time you go to bed could determine how healthy your heart beats. The European Society of Cardiology's latest study shows falling asleep between 10 and 11 p.m. lowers the risk of developing cardiovascular disease, warning early or late bedtimes may be more likely to disrupt the body clock. The study, which followed 88,000 people in the United Kingdom for nearly six years, found night owls who went to bed after midnight had a 25% higher risk, while surprisingly, those who said goodnight before 10 o'clock had a 24% higher risk when compared to those who fell asleep in that golden hour between 10 and 11 p.m. The connection between clocking what time you go to sleep and cardiac risk, even more pronounced among women. People have a tendency to more think of cognitive
6: health when they think of sleep. But remember something, when you're asleep, it's kind of giving your heart a little bit of a break to rest and relax and be ready for the next day. So when you shorten that time, your heart,
9: unfortunately, doesn't get the rest that it needs. Americans still adjusting to life after COVID lockdowns report they're increasingly finding it a struggle to get the snooze time they need. Since the pandemic began, researchers around the globe have seen a surge in sleep disorders. Two of every three American adults report they're sleeping more or less than they want to. How can you combat what they're calling coronasomnia? Set a timer on your phone to remind
6: you that it's time to go to bed. Number two, have an accountability partner. The third one is don't do anything before bed where you lose track of time, like scrolling on your phone. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, Carrie, what is it about this golden hour between 10 and 11, an hour none of us has ever seen before, that makes it so much healthier for your heart?
9: Well, you know, the folks who did this study looking at people sleeping like this, following all of their monitoring, realized that it has something to do with the circadian rhythms that we have when we go to sleep. They don't have a direct causation figured out yet. That's the next part of the study, but as you pointed out, guys, some people do not go to bed in that golden hour for good reason, Mm -hmm. right? That's right. Yeah.
1: Carrie, thank you. How, what, you go to bed at 10 at night? Yeah, well, I don't
5: like to go to bed much before Nick, so... smart. Okay, but, yeah, but, so, pro- but no, but the problem is I get up early, so right. I'm yeah. probably negating the golden hour. And you don't nap. Yeah. No. You're not, you go I straight through. Yeah, you power I, well, through. Well, because then I can't go to sleep at night. You're
1: also the most energetic person I know. I yeah. just... How do you do it?
5: I don't know. I uh, just day I'm, after day. He's I work not with a human. He's not a the human. Boss. I work with you guys. Enterprise. That's a what robot. does it. That's what does it. Hey, we've got a big storm coming into the west. I mean, this you already see snow and rain stretching from Southern California all the way into the Pacific Northwest. A big, powerful storm today. Rain and snow move inland. Strong winds along the west coast. This is a coast-to-coast storm system that's going to be bringing heavy rain. Then the second part of this system, it makes its way tomorrow into the Midwest and the plains. Storm will redevelop there. LOOK FOR SEVERE STORMS BY AFTERNOON AND EVENING, AND THEN IT WILL CONTINUE TO MOVE EAST AS WE MAKE OUR WAY ON uh, on THURSDAY. The storms move into the northeast on Friday with heavy rain, snow back into the Rockies and the upper Midwest. We're going to be looking at snow squalls around the Great Lakes, heavy rain, anywhere from one to three inches of rain, the UP of Michigan all the way down into the Midwest. And as we make our way into the northeast through Friday, we're talking about heavy rain stretching from Washington, D.C. all the way up into
8: Maine. And that is your latest weather, guys. All right, Mr. Roker, thank you, good sir. Coming up, Vicki Wayne with a story that you really need to see if you're hoping to have a happy and a safe holiday season.
4: Hey, good morning, guys. Take a close look. You might not be able to tell, but these items are fake. In fact, everything you see here is counterfeit. I have this morning on today, I'm going to show you how to make sure you get what you pay for and that it's not dangerous from Christmas lights to kids' toys how to spot the bogus goods, especially when you're shopping online, and also why you shouldn't buy counterfeit. That's all ahead this morning on Today.
1: We are back with a look at Arlington National Cemetery and the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Chanel joins us as well. This week is 100 years since the National Monument's dedication, and it's being marked in an unprecedented way.
3: Today and tomorrow, the public will be able to enter the chains that surround the sacred site to pay respects and lay flowers. It's part of a two-day ceremony leading up to Veterans Day. Craig, you had a chance to speak to some military families. Really emotional moments there.
8: Yeah, you know, I went down to DC last week, and, you know, you could make the argument that Arlington National Cemetery is among the most hallowed ground Mm -hmm. in this country. But in addition to the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier there, there are these sentinels Mm -hmm. 24-7, 365 Mm -hmm. days a year. Since 1948, they have stood watch guarding Mm -hmm. that tomb. Uh, So we got some unprecedented access to see precisely how it is they do that Mm -hmm. Um, and the military precision that it requires is uh it's breathtaking mm. it's so mm. uh veterans day of course is on thursday mm-hmm. and to honor the 100 year uh, anniversary of the dedication of that tomb they are allowing people to go and do something that wow. they haven't done before
1: so. usually just presidents and they yeah. get to, yeah. Yeah. And wow. state. Wow, wow. So, for everybody wow well, what, what an opportunity now. and your story is coming yes. up in yes. just a few yeah. minutes mm-hmm. all right also
7: had shifting
3: gears on pop to start a mind-blowing discovery from the world of pop music you see these two pictures yeah. here yeah, yeah. Wait until you hear the news here. Flooring fans of NSYNC and Britney Spears. I think I saw it on Twitter. <laughs> Plus, a fun conversation with Hollywood superstar Dwayne Johnson on working alongside Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot in their new film and The Rock's most important role, Proud
7: Girl Dad.
1: Coming up, your 8 o'clock hour.
7: You can host the best backyard barbecue when you can find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around.